0: Good morning, crew. Good morning, Talton. Morning, mate. How you doing? Freaking awesome. Welcome to another podcast edition of Coffee Next Tuesday, uh, where Talton and I get together at a coffee shop in Richmond once a week and talk about absolute rubbish. No, no, it's not rubbish, is it?
1: It's mostly rubbish.
0: It's mostly rubbish.
1: That's what I do every day, though. So, you know, Speaking there's a bit of both, right?
0: Speaking about rubbish, we've decided to shoot the new segment of our podcast in the face.
1: Uh, we have. Um, and we thought, you know, no one cares about what's going on. In the IT space, uh, at a weekly basis, what they definitely want to hear about is what we've done in our week. Uh, because that's way more it's way more interesting, isn't it, Dom?
0: Yeah, it is way more interesting. So speaking <laughs> about that, what uh, what did you get up to last week? Uh, it
1: is tender season, my friend. Yeah, um, another bloody RFP. Another bloody <laughs> RFP. So uh, I am way steep in tenders at the moment. It is uh, a lot of fun. Um, uh, I can't. But uh, a lot of uh, commercial negotiations at the moment as well and, and, and just paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. But it uh, should be all good in the end because paperwork means deals, right? Yep. So good conversations are having out there in the marketplace.
0: And did, have you found that any one of those tender papers that have come out correspond with what we've you know, been telling our, our listeners about you know, what's, how to get you know, good
1: value at um, You know what? Actually, yeah, one, one of the three that I'm on is, is probably the best and most well-written tender that I've seen. Yep. Um, really drives a real-life scenario um, rather than just some pricing on a spreadsheet. They've separated the commercial aspect of it versus the um, the technical aspect and the deliverables, deliverables from a review perspective. Yep. It'll be in, really interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. What about yourself, mate? Um,
0: look, I'm on a bit of a journey myself at the moment. So last week I spent, um, I've been doing a lot around personal branding. So that's really, really important to me in 2018. So last year last year I kind of went on a bit of a you know insightful growth strategy where I invested in myself in a lot of reading and a lot of you know material that's going to help me you know push my career forward. Um, so the past week I've been investing quite heavily in some social media stuff. So growing think- my, growing my Instagram, growing my LinkedIn, growing my Twitter
1: and how are you finding the engagement?
0: So there's a there's a really interesting metric you know with with Instagram I think instagram being the smaller brother of facebook now a lot of the eyeballs of the demographic that i you know kind of resonate most with uh, are in uh, instagram so i consider myself to be a, quite a creative person so the image element of of instagram is quite good I, I struggle with twitter a little bit um so that's but you know i've just got to be able to push through that barrier because i do i am cognizant of the fact that it professionals and sales professionals do use twitter mostly from a news gathering you know yeah. platform not necessarily about a sharing platform um, Facebook is still the big unknown though like it's it's one of those ones where uh, it's it's been built for me based on personal personal branding I now have to shift that to be more business orientated.
1: Do you, do you think that um, there's any benefit of keeping some personal branding away you know you still have a life outside of work? So. Absolutely
0: I think so yeah and I, and I think that's why I mean for those that know me um, I have a, you know my personal branding is generally a, a, a user tag that's kind of personal to me and, and people would quite know. Whereas the, the personal branding that I'm using for my business profile is just Dom Garphy. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, you know, LinkedIn, all those profiles just by searching at Dom Garphy. Um, even my own personal blog as well, just at Dom Garphy. So um, yeah, actually LinkedIn's the big unknown. And I think that's probably, uh, not big unknown, it's the big, you know, one that resonates most with our social, um, you know, social audience. But we wanted, what we want to talk about today was that, you know, traditional old school prospecting is dead and buried right I think we can I think we can now safely we say that cold calling is dead
1: I think I think I totally agree uh, I am um, I mean, we, we come from a younger generation of sales right so might be stepping on a few people's toes here but you know come let us know but I, and when we talk about this I think it's really really important to say that cold calling still does have its place and its place is a small medium area yeah um, but at the enterprise level of town I. I don't believe in it from from a sales strategy perspective. Maybe as a last-ditch effort, maybe, but certainly not as your primary, second, secondary way of of prospecting. Yeah, I think um, you know. um,
0: So the other night I watched a movie called Family Man. It's got Gerard Butler in it, right? And it's not necessarily a you know particular. I mean, it's a good good movie, but um, Gerard is a he plays a character of a um, basically a desk sales guy right. on the phone smashing the phones 500 calls a day and, and what I what I, what I saw it was a little bit of myself sort of five or six years ago where I was you, you know, think just, you look like Gerard Butler yeah well that beard is yeah, amazing you, you right? can wish <laughs> um, no but I think cold calling bodes well with transactional based contact with a client it doesn't bode well with organizations or customers that you're trying to pitch to where you want to be sticky to them yeah I,
1: I think it's a strategic play right yeah. when, you, when you're trying to do a solution that is, that is quite strategic and quite complex, which most of um, yours and my solutions are. Yeah. But, but even then, even if it is transactional, and, and you can have transactional deals at the enterprise level of town, um, executives are getting handed every day with countless stuff. I think it shows an under, uh, a lack of respect of their time yeah. to be calling them without a, almost without a right. Yeah, and look IT professionals, I mean
0: I'd love to hear your, your feedback here, but I met with someone um, a couple of weeks ago where they basically said that their email signature, their business card, and everything that they you know market out to the world had a phone number that you know basically got delivered to nowhere. He knew that if that phone rang, it was a it was a sales call, it was someone that was, you know, trying to sell something to him that he just didn't care about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting strategy, right? So obviously, in, in that regard, he's, he's getting hounded with calls and anyone that he actually genuinely wants to speak to, uh, he's, he's giving them his mobile number or, or her mobile number, right? Yeah. So I think that's a really good strategy. What I think is really important is, and you know, every sales book talks about it, is, is that reason for their call, but it, it needs to be the right to call them as well. I think I need to respect you and say, I know you're busy, Let me start with an email. This is what I think we can do and this is why I think we should talk to each other. Yeah. And you then respond to that and then perhaps I follow up with a call.
0: Yeah, no, that's right. And even like I mean here's another scary stat. So with cold calling, we you know we there was a trend that that we could see that we weren't getting through gatekeepers and we weren't getting through, you know, to the you know to the numbers that we would, you know, justify our sales positions. So then we switched, switched to email, right? Sure. And then, and then it was like, how do we optimize email? How do we automate email to be able to deliver on mass? So we moved to EDM, so electronic distribution of mail, right? Where we were able to you know, load a list onto an email and broadcast to that list. So in the early 2000s, the take up rate or the open rate of those sorts of emails was upwards of around 90%. Wow. Now in 2018, so some 18 years later, so not a not a long time. You know, open rates are as low as 10%. I was
1: gonna say, I, I imagine your EDMs these days are not not hitting the mark.
0: Yeah, and look, spam filters are spam filters are, are picking up on it. Like I mean, and I, look, I have my own EDM that I broadcast out to my my database and just as a means of getting up to date and building my personal brand out there. And you know, my approach is there is I'm not even expecting you to open it. All I'm asking you to do is just see my name. Literally, that's it, Dom Garfi. That's Guerrilla all I want. Mate. Yeah, that's all I want you to see because I understand that it is a strategy within a much broader
1: approach. So I think email's really, really important. So, uh, really, really interesting, so sorry. sorry. Um, I do a lot of work with email. I do a lot of work with LinkedIn. Yeah. What I find with email, so the, the standard stats from cold calling is a uh, hundred calls, ten meetings, um, three pitches, and two or three wins. Yeah. Depending on which book and which stat you want to read. Yep. Yeah. Find with email is it's ten emails, three responses, one meeting. Yeah. Just. Pretty strong, yeah. But I mean, very similar in a stat perspective. But a lot quicker for me to turn around, yeah. And an email can either be really well researched, right? And you put a lot of time in an email, or it can be very, very quick, and it can be two or three lines just to yeah. say, look, we're in the same industry, we're in the same area, we're doing this for a competitor of yours or, or somebody else in the industry. Why aren't we talking? Yeah. And that just, if you if you hit the right points on it. It gets the right engagement and you'll get a response. And I find that it's, I get a far better response from that than I do from LinkedIn actually. Yep. So I find the response rate through email is much higher than LinkedIn. Yeah. What I do like about LinkedIn is it finds me the right people to speak to. Yeah. So I, I need to go after somebody at, um, at a company I can and through my premium version of LinkedIn, I can search for their role, I can search by location, and I can obviously search for a company. Yeah. So I can find the person I need to speak to, I don't need to go straight to the CIO, I might want to speak to a solutions architect to understand what they're actually doing in their business. Yeah. Then I can find that I can get the email reasonably easily, and then I can construct whether it's an in-depth or just a brief email, catch up for a coffee. Yeah. respects their time, but also shows that I know about them as well.
0: Yeah, and look, and I think if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna spend that amount of time on researching, email can't be your only strategy. So let me let you into a little secret around where the opportunity is for salespeople to, if you're willing to invest that amount of time in researching who the right person is, researching what they might be interested in, you know, either they're in an industry that you sold you sold to, or you know potentially what a pain point within that industry, you know that they've got that pain point, right? An opportunity for you as a salesperson and for for the people that are being targeted is is to do direct mail, as in like actual physical something that lands in the in yeah, the mailbox, right? Like
1: the mail drop. It needs to be customized.
0: Yeah. So so on, on, so it's called what I'm actually speaking about now is 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 lumpy mail, right? It's not an, a letter, right? Because I think we still have you yeah. know negative things that are connotated with letters you know for me it's it's fines in the mail um, but, for, but, but for like positive reinforcement of lumpy mail it's oh shit I don't remember buying something on eBay or I don't remember getting something off Amazon it's it's that okay oh there's something big that's arrived for me big bite as in it's not an A4 piece of paper yeah I agree and I think it might be something targeted really well. yeah there's <laughs> such an opportunity there because I think from a from a if I was a if I was a you know business a you know, person that someone was trying to get a hold of, if someone spent the time in doing that and I could see that it was targeted, I could see it was customized, shit, I'm gonna respect that that
1: person put some level of effort into that, right? A hundred percent. And I think, um, you know, you can get all of that information from sources such as LinkedIn. Yeah. So you can see, oh, right, they, they're interested in um, basketball. Maybe yeah. I'm gonna put in two tickets to the NBA, to the, um, uh, for example. Yeah. Right so you know you use you use that and then you follow it up with an email in a week later right yep so it's it's using all three but you still have allowed them to open that letter in their own time yep you have not forced them to come back to you you've sent them a follow up email which they can respond to in their own time yeah i think it's that continued respect for how busy people are these days yeah why i don't feel that cold calls work in an enterprise
0: yeah I mean, even, even like, you know, things like, I think door knocking is dead to an extent. Like, I agree that that's probably not a big thing, but one of the strategies that kind of ties in nicely with the lumpy mail and it ties in with door knocking that I used to employ at, an, at an, a previous organization I worked at pre-tel, pre-Telco, pre-IT, was we used to go and deliver a bottle of wine. All right, so it was literally rock up to the, to the, to the door and, um, you know, I'd know exactly the person that it needed to go to. The, the, the wine was nicely wrapped, it had a bit of information in it, and it had my business card stuck to it. That's all it was. If the person was there, great. I'd actually ask if I could hand it to them personally, uh, and they would receive it, and they would say thank you very much, and I'd be able to get a meeting. I, I reckon my meeting take-up rate was n- north of 90%, right? But they appreciated the level of effort that went into driving out there, wrapping the wine, writing a personal letter, putting the business card—all those steps that went into that process. Um, and you know, even if they weren't there, I would leave it at reception. It would be put on their desk. It would be the first thing that that person saw when they got back to their office, or you know, next day or the day after, whatever it was. And I'd always get a phone call. I'd get a phone call or an email saying, "Hey Dom, thanks very much for the, you know, for the wine. It was really good. So read through the information. Would love to have a chat to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, and it, you know, it's very similar to that. that the letter drop or the lumpy mail strategy, yeah. right? It's about doing that thing that's a little bit different. And whilst, even if you work for a enterprise, you know, it's not a small business, yeah. you can still pitch with the touch that we know is so successful from that small business. Right? Yeah. A lot of small businesses do really well because they have that yeah. personal touch, but then we seem to forget about that in an enterprise level. Although it's still, you know, well within our hands to be able to do.
0: Yeah. So, buddy, Mark, Paul Mark Zuckerberg's been, uh, I feel like he's yeah. the guy that's been put on trial at the moment, right? Because you know, because of the you know the the information that was leaked from, from Cambridge Analytica. The, yeah, the Cambridge Analytica stuff. Right. So and so the some of the senators, the the I mean, I'm sure you've seen oh, some of the like, of fun. the awkward videos that are you know circulating through social media these days. But some of the senators are probing why they scrape the or why they Facebook wanna know the amount of information they know, right? And and Mark Rightfully so, said. We're, we're we're basically an ad company now. We're a marketing company, right? And we sell that data to companies that want to market to. So, and and it's very targeted marketing. It's very specific. And this is what we're talking about here. If I go online and I go and a, a perfect example. The other day I was looking for stabilization um, devices that I could clip my for phone a for a, yeah. well, my phone or camera to that I could go and you know do really good high quality video with and, and have a have a um, a, a tripod and you know stabilizer, sure. right? Not two days later, I get a targeted ad on Facebook showing me another product alternative. Surprised it took two days. You know, but but probably because it took me that long to actually Mm -hmm. look at Facebook, right? But like it's like oh cool that's awesome. It wasn't trying to sell me a fucking bikini. It wasn't trying to sell me you know shit that I didn't care about. It was very very targeted, and that's that's basically what we're talking about here to the sales guys listening. If you can really hone in on what you know your prospective client is after, your take up rate is gonna is gonna um, is gonna be high. Now in this case I didn't buy because it didn't quite meet the full specs of what I was after. But hey shit I applaud the guys that went to the effort. That
1: yeah, but what about if they you know you then received a follow up personalized email saying hey we know you looked at our product right why why didn't it work for you right so it's that same thing
0: yeah i think
1: you know what we do forget here is we all have our sales guys and, and girls all lead a really really busy life ourselves i couldn't tell you the last time i did a, a lumpy mail or, or a letter drop right because it does take that time so i think what's really important is you know it's very easy for us to sit here and say don't waste your time cold calling yeah but don't waste time cold calling as long as you're doing other Prospect. yeah don't
0: don't mistake activity for being effective right like just because you're making 15 calls a day and this goes back to that KPIs conversation we had last week right yeah. don't think that because you're making that many phone calls a day it means that you're being at all effective at your approach right? exactly um, and, and and for the you know for the IT guys that are out there that are being targeted and, and marketed to on a daily basis yeah we know we respect the fact that, that you're getting hit up by that there's a select few of us though that are really really trying to differentiate and stand out from the crowd. Um, and, and, and we believe, or well, I, I personally believe, that if, if I'm talking to you, it's because I specifically believe that I can help you and your organization.
1: Yeah, and I think that's really important. You know, we you talked about selling on your product and belief in your product and all of that, right? So, what I'd be interested to hear is from, is from um, people on the buyer side of, of the listeners. I'd be really interested to hear some effective sales <coughs> techniques that they've seen. You know, have you had a lumpy mail? Have you had some uh, sales? person try something a little bit different and, and how did that go I think they'd be really interested and also that salespeople maybe maybe we haven't thought of a, an idea that you find really really successful yeah I think for me this um, this week I need to go out and do some of some of the stuff we've spoken about today I've got bogged down as I said in tendencies and yeah. and, and just day to day business that you know you run out of that time to prospect
0: yeah and and think about this you know from a, from a salesperson's perspective The level of time and the level of effort you put into marketing to that person is the level of time and the level of effort that they're probably gonna honor it with. If you put in five minutes because you've just, all you've done is research their LinkedIn name and you've gotten their email address and blasting a nondescript email to them, then you're probably not even gonna get five minutes of their attention, right? You're gonna get five seconds and that's gonna be deleted. If you go into actually investing that time, investing that energy to understand them, then you're gonna get a much better result.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. I think we're done. Well done. let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We'll see you next. Uh, see you next Tuesday, mate. Yeah,
0: not See you next Tuesday. Um, so just remember, there's a, an espresso edition of this version. So if you'd like to have another listen, stick around.